There we go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Buckeye Brunch. You know, we're a few minutes later, we call it, but we in here. Got my guy Ron. Chat's in here. Let me give this. Let me get a shout out. Who's in here first? Taylor was in here first. Taylor, appreciate you. First chat of the day. So I appreciate you for that. What's going on, Ron? How you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Scrambling this morning, you know, making graphics <laughs> at you know 7:30 in the morning and all that good shit. But the, the we usual. are here. Ryan Day killing us per usual. Won't give us no notes, won't give us no news. He just hiding away. You know, I'm gonna have to uh, pay off RJ to give us some information because Ryan Day out here got it like Fort Knox. I'm like, man, let's run some show notes. So we what we got to talk about today. Obviously, CJ Stroud was named the starter. I want to ask everybody if he's going to break that, that curse we have. Will any of our players win national wars? We are not known for that. All the first-round picks, all the top talent, not very many national wars show for it. I uh, want to ask, playoff picks this season, and is Ohio State the biggest threat to Georgia? We'll get into that. We're going to rank our toughest games this season, as we talked about on the graphic, see which games we are uh, worried about. I ain't worried about none of them. Put my money on Ohio State early, so... Got the house on the line for that national championship. Um, and then will defense meet expectations and a couple other questions. Chad, how y'all doing? Oh, everybody's good. Have a good morning going. Ryan, ready to hop into this? Let's do it. Well, first, first, before we do that, see, you, you were too ready. I got to plug the shows, man. So tomorrow, what was it? We're at Tuesday. Yeah, tomorrow, 6.30. Mike and the boys doing the national show to Fans Edge. I'll be at 6.30 tomorrow night. Me and Chris Drew will be here at 7 p.m. Thursday. Grab your drinks, pull up. We're gonna be lit. We gotta make a little uh little shot rule. So we're, we're working on that. That way we're not blasting the show. I see me. I, I tried to come in here and I say, yo, Chris, let's turn up. Forget all that. It's season time. And Ron shut all that down and say we can't black out on the show. So we're gonna make a little rule about that. Make sure we're good to go. But yeah, Thursday's gonna be fun. So uh, make sure you tune in there. Um, Ron has the morning show Saturday with the squad. So we'll be ready for that. And then post a game on Bleacher Report. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you get that app. All that good stuff. Ryan, you got anything else? That's about it. All right. All right. Let's talk BS on Sunday oh, yeah, after the game. Sunday. Yeah. So my first question, CJ Stroud has been named the starter now. Ron, I want to know first. Uh, the Houston Texans. That's the third time you said it now, bro. We're in the middle of an active quarterback battle, bro. You got a preface. Do I want no one confused out here? We do not have a starter for the Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> CJ Stroud has been named the starter of the Houston Texans. <laughs> the Houston Texans. Really the Buckeyes have don't have that. a quarterback. <laughs> I really have to preface that. I, I think you do. All right, so everybody's on starter alert. We need it. We hear starting quarterback named, and everybody thinks Ohio State. <laughs> like, um, oh my god. Okay, so CJ Stroud's the day to start the Houston Texas. Let me preface that. So we all know that he's getting thrown to the fire early, which I don't necessarily like, but I do want to ask. So there's this this stigma around Ohio State quarterbacks they don't perform in the NFL. I'm more of a guy because like, oh, that's well, that's a fucked up situation. Who's gonna perform well? But want to ask you, does C.J. Stroud in Houston have a chance to break this quote-unquote Ohio State quarterback curse? I mean, I think the curse is bullshit. I mean, we got legends like Terrell Pryor, who holds the record for longest run by a quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, 
There's only one school that can say that. I'll tell you that right there. But, I mean, <laughs> his jersey's in the Hall of Fame. What are we talking about? Um, Justin Field, like, there there we go right there. Our guy, Mello. I, I think the stigma against Ohio State quarterbacks is more hate than it is legitimate. I mean, Justin yeah. Fields is a fucking beast, and I feel like he's going to show it this year, and I feel like he's going to get a chance to show it before CJ. CJ's behind a horrible offensive line. He has no weapons, and he's nowhere near as mobile as Justin. I think Justin's going to go out there and tear it up this year. So despite CJ being a starter, being the higher draft pick, I think Justin is going to remove that stigma this year by being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Can I can I ask a quick question? How no. much did... <laughs> <laughs> no, how no much, questions. Yeah, here's my question. How much does San Francisco fuck us by not taking Justin Fields? And this wouldn't even be a conversation anymore. How That's much what... did we get screwed over by them screwing themselves over and not taking Justin Fields with the pick? And now they didn't got rid of their pick already for I don't even know how they got a fourth rounder for them. But god damn, how much did they screw us over with that? I just don't know how you look at Trey Lance's hairline and look at Justin Fields' hairline and is like, you know what? We'll go with this guy. <laughs> like the genes bro. are already depleted, bro. You should have known what we were dealing with. Like Justin Fields is a fucking monster, and you take Trey Lance. It's it's fucking ridiculous, honestly. Honestly, with the hairline thing, I said the same thing when um the Ravens drafted Rashad Perryman out of UCF. And I was like, bro, this dude's hairline's back here. He's not going to play for us. And he never <laughs> played. And we played one game where he caught the ball four yards inbounds and still found a way to step out of bounds with one of his feet and lose the game. So uh, let me not go on a rant there. Not a fan of that pick. But, yeah, um, they really screwed us over. I feel like this wouldn't even be a conversation no more. And I feel like San Francisco – might have won an, uh, uh, an NFL title at this point if they actually had a competent quarterback. So there is no curse. They really screwed us over with that one. But since Chicago doesn't have anybody to throw to besides me and you, now we're in here still talking about this quarterback curse situation. Um, I feel like it just really depends on the team, man. Um, I would love to say CJ will break and he'll be, a, he'll be the, I guess, Justin Fields, but he'll be another guy to come in and ball out. And like really show how so you can put top quarterbacks in the league, but the situation be so fucked. It's like, well, I don't know how good is the team gonna be. Are they gonna have a line? Are you gonna have receivers to throw to? You just saw the ball he put on the receiver. I don't know who it was the other night, but I seen it on Twitter, and I'm like, damn, bro, that's a peach drop. So what are, what are we gonna do here? <laughs> uh, it's. I, I feel like this is the year. This is our year. We're not going to be able to hear that slander anymore. I feel like Justin's going to go out there and do it for us. And I think when CJ gets the weapons, he will also break that quote-unquote curse. I feel like he's absolutely going to struggle and have a tough year. Uh, he's going to get screwed over by a bunch of drops. I mean, we saw that dime that he threw in this last preseason game, and it went right through the guy's hands. I mean, you could honestly argue that CJ played with better wide receivers as a freshman at Ohio State than he has right now. So, we're sophomore. We're sophomore. Shit, maybe high school. I don't know. Check his highlights. <laughs> <laughs> where where are those guys? Yeah, Can we get them on a 10-day or something? Yeah, like it's man. the NBA? That's crazy. Chad, let me, let me see what y'all talking about. Oops, that's not even my mouse. That's just some random thing. Yeah, people saying Justin uh, weighing in. So they say he'll ball out, man. He's, he's going to break the curse. So my second question I want to ask, and this is for the Ohio State, is we have a loaded roster. We talked about it ad nauseum through the offseason. 
But I want to know, are we actually going to win some awards this season? Ohio State famously, <clears throat> excuse me, has put the other top talent in the league and has barely won any national awards for any position. I think who on the last one? It was it. I think the last one matter one was the Remington. No, it was Chase Young. Chase Young finally got one after having 48 sacks because they couldn't deny him without some national controversy. And before that, <clears throat> I believe it was the Remington. So, Ron, I want to ask you while I get these coughs out. <laughs> Ohio State players with national awards this season. I think we win three this year. Damn. Okay. Well, Ohio's over there struggling. Jesus Christ. Not named Tommy Eichenberg. Wait, how many awards not named Tommy Eichenberg? Just they give me any not named Tommy. No, Eichenberg. no, no, no. We're not going to do that. We're going to win three national awards this year. We'll start with the obvious, the Heisman. Tommy Eichenberg is going to win the Heisman this year, so that's one national award. You don't win the Heisman as a as a linebacker without winning the Buckus. So that's two right there. Tommy Eichenberg is going to win us the Heisman and the Buckus. So that's two national awards for the Buckeyes. And then there's this guy, I don't know if you ever heard of him, Marvin Harrison Jr. I think he's going to win the Bolitnikoff. So I think that's three national awards. I think Tommy's going to be, you know what I mean, in New York with his Buckus award to accept his Heisman. And then I think, you know, uh, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to get Brian Hartline his first Bolitnikoff. Question: Do you actually think Marv is gonna win the Bolitnikoff? Now we know we got we have plenty of receivers. We got to spread across the ball. You know, some team is gonna have one guy who's fairly decent, not in Marv's category, and they're gonna force feed him the ball every other play. I don't think we're gonna force feed Marv the ball. No, I'm talking about another team. They're gonna take a wide receiver, not named Marv, not as good as Marv. They're gonna force feed him the ball every other play, and then this dude's gonna have. 1600 yards and, and 20 touchdowns because his team sucks so it's def it's definitely possible i just feel like uh if mar puts up yards in if he puts up statistics remotely similar to last year i think they give it to him just because i feel like in the back of voters minds that uh mar's the best wide receiver in the country and probably should have won it last year but do we get a little bit of a makeup award this year, whether his stats show it or not? I mean, how many, how many, how many games do you have to see of Marvin Harrison Jr. to believe that he's the best wide receiver in the country? Does he even have to play? I mean, it it never seems like a best at the, the, the thing about these awards, why I have so much beef with them. It never seems like a best at position award, or the Heisman is not a best player in the country award. Or Tommy would have won last year. Yeah, maybe. So. Eh, I don't know about all that. But <laughs> I was going to try to defend you. I'm like, oh, maybe you had a good. I'm like, no, nah, Caleb Williams was by far and away winning that award. Um, but yeah, it just never seems like a best in class award. And I'm like, shit. Well, it would be nice. Yeah, I think Marvin best wide receiver in the country. Like, there's not really much question about that unless somebody has some ridiculous growth or something we haven't seen or is taking uh, steroids this offseason. So, besides that, I think we're good. And still, I have a question of will he actually win the award? We've had so many DBs come out here, first round pick or first round pick, not even sniffing the Thorpe Award. It's just like, I don't know, what do you have to do? And these awards are just not set up to succeed, especially for Ohio State, who doesn't really campaign, has guys have, have really good seasons, but doesn't really put a lot of marketing out there for them. 
So that's entirely why I asked the question, because I just feel like it's going to be another season of highway robbery. I mean, guys who I believe can get the award. Um, I believe Mike Hall should be up for an award this season, especially we talked yesterday about him getting around six sacks this season. If Mike Hall gets six sacks as an interior defensive lineman and plays as dominant as he did last year in spurts, there's no reason he should not walk away with the defensive lineman award. I don't remember what it's called, but it's no way he shouldn't walk away with that award. I'm thinking uh, probably nobody in the secondary, but Tommy's going to put up ridiculous stats at linebacker. I'm pretty sure he'll finish around another 100 tackles in this defense. Will he even be close to the uh, – will he even be close to the award? I think Ron's coughing right now or he had plenty to weigh in. But will he even be close to the award with the stats he's going to put up? I mean, it's just a question. I'm running back as well. I think Trey's going to go off this season, but I don't think he's going to be close to sniffing that award. So, Chad, let me know. Are we are we winning any awards? I mean, I, I don't know if we will. I'm just thinking hard about it. I don't know. Everybody everybody in the chat said, fuck individual awards. They're trying to win a national championship. Well, I'm right there with them. So I'm ready to move on <laughs> to the next topic. We know Tommy's going to win two. We know that Marv has a good chance at one. So let's keep it moving from the individual awards and get on to what everybody wants to talk about and that's the playoffs and winning a national championship so it's the preseason we're four days away from game day something like that uh, let's yeah. get preseason national I, and before we move on before we move on we got to talk about it bro i just dropped off the screen and we saw that happen on a podcast yesterday a podcast that we talk about all the time the irish breakdown no oh, there's a notre dame podcast out there that for some reason comes on after every episode of our show, no matter what device we're on. And yesterday, one of the hosts pooped his pants on the live. <laughs> In the middle of the live, you see the fear wash over this man's face because he, he claims that he had cramps in both legs and had to get off camera, but he absolutely pooped his pants on live. And if you want to see that video... It is on my Twitter. I tweeted it out yesterday. <laughs> this man, it looked like he saw a ghost. His pants were filled <laughs> with poo, and he had to run right off the screen. So if you haven't seen that video, go check it out on Twitter because the Notre Dame podcasters cannot control their bowels while they're doing the show. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you, you told me about that video because you tagged me and said, go watch it. His face his face alone is worth watching that video at least five times. <laughs> it was <laughs> insane. Our, was guy, our guy Mike in the chat said that <laughs> this video is a representation of their entire program. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that started a whole argument last night on my timeline <laughs> Of Notre Dame and Mike going back and forth, I was like, "Get me to that shit." <laughs> oh my God, we get three weeks away. I don't need, I don't need the Notre Dame guys blowing up my timeline again. I just love to him. We fought a lot last year before the game, but at least give me two more weeks of peace before my timeline goes insane. That's all I ask for. Just two more weeks. But um, enough poop talk. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of which, playoff talk. So. Ron, I'm, I'm gonna start with you. This year, who are your playoff picks? In the chat, let me know who are your four playoff picks. I think they talked about on the fans edge. We haven't weighed in yet. So, chat, let me know. Ron, let me know who are your four playoff picks this season. So, anyone that follows me on Twitter knows that I have been adamant about my playoff picks since February. 
I think was the first time that I gave these picks, and I'm going to stick to them. Okay. I have Georgia, number one. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, number two. All right. Penn State Ooh. at three. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. And the team up north at four. I have three Big Ten teams in the playoffs. I think I it's forgot you had all three. It is them. inarguable that those are three of the top four best teams in the country. I think that I think that these teams are going to beat up on each other, but you have to get them in there. I think that Penn State's going to get in regardless whether the team up north gets in. And I think a lot of people have Michigan picked for the playoffs and have them primed to be in the playoffs. But I'm not ready to write off Penn State versus Michigan. I'm going to be at that game. I think Penn State's able to knock them off. I think the Buckeyes get after the Wolverines too. I, it's a lot of people floating around. The one, the one loss for all three of them, it's a possibility, and I think that's the most likely scenario for all three of them to get in. But I'm not getting on wax here on 8-29-2023 and telling you that the Buckeyes are going to lose a game this year. So I'm not ready to say that. But I do think there's a way that all three find a way to get in because I feel like they're three of the top four teams in the country. So um, we didn't have this HR rule, but we will now drug test before episodes so just to make sure there's nothing um, that, that will throw off the episode in the middle of it. So whatever I had before the show, it just hit. But we will make sure HR. <laughs> next that's why. We, that's why we were a little late. Mashing <laughs> yeah. up, up lines before the oh, show. Man. Oh, man. Everybody in the chat, let us know uh, what you guys are, uh, who you guys have in your top four this yeah, year. Let us know. Also, like the video. We got forty-two people in here. Let's get these likes up. Pretty sure we can get thirty-five, forty-two. Everybody, go ahead, like that video. Take a second out right now. We appreciate you tuning in with us every morning at eight a.m. Um, my four, so I'm gonna stick with you. I'm gonna go with UGA one. I think UGA will be one. I'm gonna go Ohio State two. And when we finish undefeated, but we're not finishing above an SEC team who's undefeated, will never happen in, in history. So throw that out the book. Three, this here gets tough. I am buying the Florida State hype. I am buying the Florida State hype. Then they beat LSU, then they beat Clemson. You know, I'm high on Clemson this season. Hey, but chat, I'm- remember when he says he's high on Florida State and when we come back in here on Monday, <laughs> I can laugh in his <laughs> fucking now. face when LSU bends them over on Sunday night. So Florida just State. remember Q said that. I've been high on y'all. I've been singing your praises. Don't do me like that. Go out and win your game. At least give it a fair <laughs> – give me a fair shake. I'm high on Florida State. And for the fourth, I decided this. I think it comes down – to an old national championship game that we've seen way back when in 2006. I've been riding on, I'm this thing in USC. I've been thinking Texas. I don't think USC has a defense remotely close to get out of get out of their situation without a loss. I think Texas has the offense to get out of the vaunted Big 12 with the TCU track team without a loss. So I'm going to go Texas for that fourth spot. I think they will lose to Bama. But I think they will run the table from there, and I think they will find their way in the playoffs. So that is my four. 
In all seriousness, no, I do agree with you. I don't think the uh, Big Ten is able to get three teams in, whether they deserve it or not. I think yeah. Penn State will be a second Big Ten team in okay. the playoffs, and I think Texas would be the fourth. And it's the Buckeye in me and my scarlet-colored glasses. I can't stop believing in Quinn Ewers. <laughs> like, I, mean, I am a Quinn believer, and the fact that he was a Buckeye at one point, I know he was here for like three and a half weeks, but he was a Buckeye. Uh, right, he was Ryan Day's guy. That was his choice. Um, so I'm still riding for Quinn. I'm I'm rooting for him, and I think Texas is going to have a big year. I mean, it's not even really like Quinn Ewers type um, buying. It's just like, who the hell are they playing week to week? Like, yeah, they play Bama. I get it. Oklahoma was, was train wreck last season. TCU lost a lot on that team. So their track, ha- half of the track team is gone. They'll probably still be fast, but not with the same names they had before. Like, who is really stepping in Texas' way with all the weapons they have? And it's sad to see. I don't think Texas is a great football team. I don't think they will be this season either. I just think there's going to be a cakewalk right through to uh, to the point where they have one loss in the Big 12 championship and win that and the fan base is, and the noise is enough to get them in. So that's where I'll go We're there. Back. Yeah, so let me – I keep doing that, and that is not the mouse. Here we go. Let me see what the chat's talking about with their four playoff teams. So Ryan Day's beard has Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan. Ooh, that's tough. I don't think that will happen. Um, Cam says Georgia, Ohio State, Florida State, Michigan. Hey, a lot of y'all buying this two Big Ten team in here. I think Michigan. I like Posh's four picks. Ohio State, Ohio State, the Bucks, and you have a good chance at the Natty if that's the playoff (laughs) picture. Who's that last last squad? The Happy Faces. (laughs) That's still us. The (laughs) the Happy Faces is four. Uh, uh, Cam tells me stop believing the Texas hype. I don't believe the hype, man. They just don't play anybody. Um, Big Earn says Ohio State, Georgia, USC. We got USC and Texas. Um, I just think after watching USC, I think they I lose at least a game or two. Okay, so that's what y'all got. I'm showing those back up here because I didn't move them. But yeah, that's the four playoff teams. Now, now my second question on top of that is Ohio State still the biggest threat? to this UGA three-peat. Obviously, we have Alabama. Some of us have them in there. Some of us don't. But they will cross paths this season. I believe that 100%. Um, is Ron, is Ohio State the biggest threat still to Georgia? No, I think the SEC is in general. I think getting out of the SEC will be the hardest challenge for Georgia and the biggest threat to their title um, or their three-peat. Um, can the Buckeyes beat them if they see them in the playoffs? Absolutely. Are they a huge threat to that? For sure. But I mean, there's 13 games they have to play in the SEC before they even have a chance to play the Buckeyes. And I feel like that is going to be the biggest challenge towards their three-peat. Okay. The chat is saying yes to Ohio State. And I do believe it's Ohio State. But there is a reason why. I'm all in what you're saying. I think the USC, I mean, the USC. At the SEC, good Lord, Um, week to week is probably the biggest threat. The reason, though, I believe Ohio State will trump that is because of the time and preparation they get before they play a team like Georgia. Like last season, we heard about this vaunted UGA team 
unbeatable. No one's going to touch them. We we were in spaces fucking arguing out with their fans for what a month because they talk about it. It was talking about they're going to roll into town and blow Ohio State out. I promise you, you give Ryan Day four weeks to prepare for any team across this country. He is going to put 40 on your head. That is just a guaranteed fact at this point. He has way too much time. We heard about all the stars of his Georgia defense. It did not matter. And not even really – I don't even think last season was a great Ohio State team. As I said, I didn't think they were winning a natty at all. Ryan Day walked in there and damn near put 50 on their head, and he would have if Marvin go out. So, I mean, I think that is why they continue to be the biggest threat because of the time to prepare. Not have, if, they were, if it was Ohio State, they had Ohio State one week and Alabama the next week, um, you could convince me that Alabama was their biggest threat. But given Ohio State that time to prepare with the amount of offensive weapons we have, I think they're probably the best at the you – know, I don't want to say probably. I think they're the best at the country with time to prepare, especially against a team with a vaunted defense, and that is what they're riding on. So that's why I believe Ohio State is the biggest threat again this season. Punk, let me know. Who's the biggest threat to y'all this season? Let me know. Do you think it's Ohio State or do you think it's a week-to-week SEC opponent? Like I said, Ohio State because of the time is what I would go with, but that's where I weigh in. What do you think about that, Ron? No, I agree. I mean, I think the Buckeyes, as far as a singular matchup, will probably be the toughest threat. But I mean, I feel like the Buckeyes got to handle business on their end as well as Georgia. And I don't think it's a guarantee that either see each other this year. So, I mean, I think both of them need to handle business when that game comes around. Do I think Ohio State has the ability to get it done? Absolutely. But I mean, we talked. I mean, how many times did you know what I mean? Last year, during spaces, did we say, yeah. tell Alabama fans, meet us in the playoffs. <laughs> one of us um, held up our end of the bargain. One of us did. One of us, you know, wanted to blow a couple games right at the end. Uh, lost, to that, uh, T- uh, lost to that Tennessee offense, which is apparently was just Ohio State and some other colors. That's that's just what they told me. Like, ah, wow. Well, look what Georgia did to Tennessee. They're just, they're just wearing <laughs> orange that day. That's really Ohio State. And I said, all right. <laughs> Let's see in the playoffs. Uh, man, so failing off that, we talked about Ohio State. If they're going to be the biggest threat to Georgia, and make sure you like that video. We got 43 people in here. Make sure you do that. But if Ohio State is going to be the biggest threat to Georgia this season, they got to play their schedule and they got to win out. So me and Ron decided to look at the Ohio State schedule and figure out the toughest games of the season. Ron has his list ready. I am going to probably combat that list a little bit and fill in mine. So, Ron, I'll let you go first. But before you even go, and I see Aaliyah's in here this morning. Aaliyah, good morning. Chill on us today. She was, she was on our ass yesterday. Not, not on our ass. She was cooking you <laughs> and said your ass. bars were weak, bro. She was Good on morning. your head top. <laughs> Hope you got your, your head coffee. <laughs> Slow rolling in here today. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, Ron. So, toughest five opponents this season. Chat, let me know. What is our toughest games? You can give me three. You can give me five. You can rank all 12 if you want. If you do, I'll read it out. So, let me know. But, Ron, what is our toughest games this season? season so i am going to go five to one and you stop me if you disagree okay at five i have minnesota the game before the game seems like a trap game uh they played us tough trey's freshman year um it's the game before the team up north i don't 
know if the team might be looking past them during that game. I just overall that last game uh, before we play Teton is always one to keep an eye on because you don't want guys looking ahead. Uh, despite my feelings towards PJ Fleck and believing that he's a bozo, I think that this team will come in and give the Buckeyes a fight before the end of the season. Thoughts there? Um, no problem with that. One team I am probably looking out for, and I, I always feel like we we every couple of years we have a tough time with this team. It's Maryland. Oh my god! This fucking guy Q is a fake ass Buckeye fan. This nigga loves the Terrapins. That's his favorite fucking basketball team. He's from the DMV area. This dude is a fucking closet turtle, Franklin ass nigga. Go ahead. Not man. I just feel like Maryland every couple years gets us trouble. It generically happens. Um, so I just I don't know, man. I'm buying the the Talia hype. I feel like again, of course you are. You have a Talia jersey. I probably I got one right under this hoodie. So, <laughs> I feel like Maryland may give us a little trouble again this season, like they did last season. I don't know, man. I just feel like I just feel like they're built in a certain way where like some teams will just go and blow them out, like a Penn State and Ohio State walks into town, which they come to they come to us this season, and Maryland gives us a little bit of trouble. So I feel like I would put Maryland at five there, but no problem with Minnesota. I think it will be one of the tougher games on the season. I think it's gonna maybe one of those where we start close and then we start putting out space between them as late as the game goes on so no problem minnesota i would probably fill in maryland at five all right it's your four number four i have wisconsin i think fick comes in here and gives the buckeyes a tough game you know wisconsin's always going to be able to run the ball you know that they're going to come in with those big bodies on the offensive line and you know that they're going to be coached tough with Fick as the head coach now. So I think Wisconsin ranks as the fourth toughest game on the schedule this year. And I think, I don't know if it'll be how close it'll be, but I definitely think it'll be a bit of a war. All right. I'll stop you there. I would actually have Notre Dame less tough than Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin will be later in the season. I actually think it will be a little bit of a tougher game. I honestly, I, I may be doubling down because last season I came in here and I said, boys is about to blow Notre Dame out. Like, it's, it's going to happen. And Ryan Day said, oh, we about to blow them out? Yeah, let's just not score. Let's just not play offense for three quarters. And then we'll, we'll get a couple touchdowns just to make Darian look stupid. So <laughs> I think Ryan Day had a personal vendetta with me. But I think this season the reloaded roster – Notre Dame doesn't really have a lot of weapons on offense. Sam Harmon looked great. He looked great his first game. They were also playing Navy. I mean, if me and you were playing DB, it probably would have looked the same. So, actually, I might have got a pick. So, let me, let, me, let me scratch that. But, yeah, I feel like that Notre Dame game will be less tough than the Wisconsin game. So, I should put Notre Dame fourth. I feel like we were <laughs> prime. Bro, if we go in there and have a tough game against Notre Dame, I'm going to have a lot of questions <laughs> this season about can we actually win a natty. I feel like this is the time to really shine. I don't care who the quarterback is. Let this defense fly around. Let's really go. So let's convince people that we are a level above Notre Dame, unlike we did last season. So at three, I have Notre Dame. So you would have Notre Dame at four. I have them at three. I think Sam Hartman is going to be probably – not probably. I think Sam Hartman is the best quarterback that we'll see during the regular season. Um I think he'll be I think he'll test our secondary. 
Um, I think he has the experience to win in a big game. And, yeah, I think this Notre Dame team is going to be a tough test. Uh, last year, I think my prediction for the game was 53 to nothing. I don't think I'm going to go as crazy this year with my prediction. Um, a lot of people think that we're going to blow Notre Dame out. I do not. I think it's going to be a close game. It's early in the season. We still don't know who our fucking quarterback is. So <laughs> I'm not ready to write off Notre Dame. I think that's going to be a tough game, and I have that ranked as the third toughest game on our schedule. Okay. And that's where I would switch. I would have Wisconsin at three. I think it'll be a little tougher than maybe we think. Uh, I think Luke Fickle's going to come in. He's going to coach them hard. Phil Longo is in there. They're going to throw the ball a little more well. And um, Wisconsin's just a tough, a tough team to play, man. They are tough. Even when we've had really good teams, it's been a little bit of a, uh, I want to say, a slug fight in there. So I think Luke Fickle will have him ready to play. I think that will be the game he rides his hat on in the season. Talking about, we could say that with Ohio State for a good amount of the game. Let's build on momentum here and build this program. So. I would have Wisconsin at three and let any stop us right there <clears throat> and see what the chat is talking about. People are weighing in. Um, Ryan Days Beer says Michigan is top of his list, then Penn State, then Notre Dame, and Wisconsin at night would be tough. Um, Can says toughest games we play are Purdue. Purdue's an interesting one, man. We've lost Purdue more than <laughs> most teams on the Big Ten, and somehow they always play us tough. Or something's always happening where they win. It's just the magic in the air at Purdue. Uh, Purdue, Penn State, Wisconsin. Um, somebody actually did a 1 through 12 here. So let me find that. Um, Rick says Michigan, he, do, he doesn't think Michigan will be our toughest game. Uh, I was going to say Illinois last year uh, at the beginning of the season. Mr. Black says Teton is first, Wisconsin is second, Notre Dame third, Penn State fourth maryland fifth he's buying the maryland hype as well so shout out to you you know what you're talking about Aaliyah, i believe did one through 12 but didn't include arkansas state in our home and home can't forget them but she says michigan one penn state two wisconsin three notre dame four uh minnesota five purdue six maryland seven indian eight western kentucky nine youngstown uh no it's not youngstown state is it is it youngstown state? It's, 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 all right i don't think that all right, so y'all got y'all's in here. I'll read them more right after we finish this list. But, Ron, give me your second toughest opponent. The team up north. Ah. I think that is the second toughest game on this schedule. I think the Buckeyes lost that game due to a bunch of explosive plays and a bunch of undrafted niggas that can't tackle. I don't think those guys will be out there. Um, I think Sonny Styles and David Igbenosa are much more sure tackles tacklers in the secondary. Um, I think this offense is going to be equally as explosive this year and more balanced. I think a healthy Trey and Evan Pryor add a new element to this offense that we didn't see in the game last year. I think year two in Jim Knowles' defense and his experience having lost that game last year will play a crucial factor in his ability to call a solid game against the team up north. That is why I do not think this is the most difficult game on the schedule, and I think the Buckeyes do get it done against Michigan. I tend to agree with you for the first time on this list. I think Michigan will be the second toughest game. I don't believe it will be any even closing with stuff as last season. I think the talent in Ohio State will finally have their mind right. Going into this game, it's a little tougher because you're going to Ann Arbor, but then again, it's not a loud stadium. I don't think it's really 
that I haven't been there, but it doesn't seem that intimidating. I mean, so I think we're going there and take care of business. And history has shown me it hasn't been that intimidating because we win every time we go, pretty much. So I believe that. I believe the mentality will be right. Boys will come into play. And I just don't think and it also too, that's the that's the world famous under, <laughs> under or fired game for Jim Knowles. So he's either gonna finish with under three explosive plays or he gets fired. <laughs> So <laughs> I'll call that game a game week, the under or fired game. So I believe Jim knows will have us right. Do still fully believe in him and I'll be ready to go. I think that's the second toughest game on our list. So then that leaves us with our final toughest game on our list. The Indiana Hoosiers week one. I agree with that 100%. That's where I was going to go. You stole my life. There'll be no disrespect video on this channel. That is my toughest game this season. First game out the bat. We don't know who's that quarterback. Indiana's going to exploit that with defensive playmakers on their side of the ball. Guys will be flying around. Their offense has the second coming of Randy Moss, Terry Glenn, and the boys. Those, Those guys will be explosive. They said they got the best running back that they've seen since Gale Sayers coming this out. This man Q running. wants to do a podcast called Hoosiers and Terps so fucking bad it doesn't <laughs> even make sense. Like, all exactly, Charles, all disrespect to Indiana. Our guy Bella knows who the answer is. Penn State. I have Penn State as the toughest matchup this year. I think their edge rushers, Chop Robinson, is going to be a problem. I think Abdul Carter is an absolute assassin on defense. Despite Kalen King getting sexed up by Marv, I still think they have the the best secondary that we will see this year. I think Drew Aller is a better quarterback than J.J. McCarthy. I think Katron Allen and Nick Singleton is a better running back duo than um, Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. I think Olu is the best tackle between either offensive lines. So I think, and I think James Franklin's a better coach than Jim Harbaugh. I'll, I'll Ooh, go there. That, that, yeah, that's fuck Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> He's a bitch. I'm not riding with you on that one. Everybody, let me know in the chat who who you think is a better coach, Jim Harbaugh or James Franklin. I've never seen James Franklin eat a booger. I'm just saying. Actually, I'm saying to repeat that line and me hop off the screen. So you were on your whole night. Since Q's being pussy, I'm here to tell you, I. I think James Franklin is a better coach than Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, they ain't about to have me on Twitter sitting there like, yeah, remember that time you said like, nah, he is on his own for that take. (laughs) (laughs) Very bold. I want no parts of that. (laughs) But go ahead, Mr. Indiana. You tell me about why you think Penn State is the toughest game on our schedule, Mr. Hoosier. I already know how I feel about Indiana. But if I had to pick another person at no, or another team at number one, I would definitely go with Penn State. Um, I don't think they will have the best secondary we will play. I actually I wish would give an edge to Michigan's secondary, but I don't think it really matters. I think this Penn State team is highly talented. We had our Penn State preview last Friday. If you did not get to check that out, check that out. You'll get an in-depth view of their roster, get an in-depth view of what they're going to look like, not only this season, but next season as well, and the expectations for the program. Um, I think these guys can play. I think if they can have a couple receivers really emerge, they're going to be a problem. They're always a problem for us. It doesn't matter how well the team, how good the team is or how bad the team is. They always play us tough. 
I think that will, again, be our toughest game this season. I think the mentality will be right against Michigan, and we will beat them. I think Penn State is the one where it's, like, down to the wire, and it's like, ah, shit, it's the fourth quarter, and I'm still nervous, um, sort of things like that. So just history tells me don't go against a Penn State game. Even last season, before the debacle in Ohio, it was the toughest game on the season, and that's what I fully expected. So I would go Penn State one. So we just went through our five toughest games. You think Penn State is the toughest matchup? Are the yeah. Buckeyes able to get through those five games undefeated? Yes. Uh, 100% believe so. Um, none of these games we should generally lose. None of these games as of right now. I mean, you'd have to worry about the Michigan game because we lost two times in a row, and I'm sure I will catch some nerves again. Game week for them. But I'm very confident in this team. Now, Ryan Day is turning my confidence with this damn quarterback debacle that he's putting together. A whole master class of taking the confidence out of the team. Um, should teach a class on that because he's doing it very well. But I feel like Ohio State is more talented this season. I feel like all the holes that were there last season of, well, this guy can't really play. I hope nobody exposes him. Most of those are gone. The, the questions remain solely on the offensive line, which Justin Fry is one of the coaches I trust most on this staff. We'll have his guys ready to play. The interior should be good. It's just basically a tackle at this point. Can we get two tackles that play very decently? So I think this team finishes undefeated going into the playoffs. I'm hoping for that punk shout to you. I'm going for that rematch against Georgia so we can right the wrongs of, of last season because even Curry Smart said Ohio State should have won that game, which we very well should have. So – that's what I'm looking for. A little bit of uh, get through a season undefeated, a little bit of revenge in the playoffs, and, and let's roll. You're muted. Absolutely. I think the Buckeyes uh, get through this schedule undefeated, and I think it's a must. I'm not I'm not dealing with any losses during the regular <laughs> season this year. Like, I, we I need to get to the playoffs. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> can't take it anymore. Uh, just the going into those spaces and having to get on live or be in front of a camera after the Buckeyes lose is just too miserable for me to handle. So honestly, now that we're in media, I don't think the Buckeyes should lose for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, if we're keeping it a bean, uh, we need to get one of the guys from the NIL collectors on here and let them know like just losing is unacceptable. So we need to start out. We need to get out here, build us a Yankees roster and just start whooping everyone's ass with a bot team. <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't, man. I'm just, I want that 15 0 season so bad. I hope it happens this season. We've got the time to do it, and I, I'm ready to do it. So, I have a couple of follow up quick hitter questions before we get out of here for you, Ronnie. And Chad, if you have any questions, let us know. We'll go ahead and start those and, and, and um, answer those at the end of the show. Um, will this team, you know, we talked about the defense all offseason, talked about the resurgence defensive line, defensive backs, got seem to got it together. Will this defense meet expectations this season? Expectations being this top 10 defense. Jim Knowles has been selling us on. So will we meet the defense expectations this season, Ron? Let us know. Um, Yeah, I think we do have a top 10 defense this year. Uh, that was a big topic of debate last year, whether or not Jim Knowles could come in and produce a top 10 defense last year. He did not. But I think that uh, with the improved talent in the secondary, a Heisman uh, caliber linebacker like Tommy Eichenberg out there, and then one of the best defensive lines in the country, I think that we will have one of the best defenses in the country. I'm able to agree with you. I think in the secondary with <clears throat> Jihad Carter showing shades of Malik Hooker out there being a ball hawk, 
I think with the cornerback setup as well as well as they are, I think it's going to be a strength this season. I think with Sonny Styles being an absolute freak show, flying around the field, putting actual presence in the defense to make you not want to catch the ball, and like Ronnie Hickman, where everybody wanted to catch the ball going across the middle because it was fun. Um, I think this defense will be back. Defensive line should go crazy. I think linebacker, especially with with, with uh, some rotation to not burn guys out by the end of the season or have them, you know, chasing ghosts. I think that will definitely help in, in putting guys in the right situation. And I think Jim knows will have this defense right. It's a muddy year for him. It's an under or fired year for him. So I believe he's going to have this defense right. And I think we'll finally meet that top 10 defense of expectations because, damn it, it's been, what, 2019 and then 2017 before that. So we had good defenses. So I'm, I'm ready for a good defense finally roll around Ohio State. So my next follow-up question is – and this is for the chat, which non-starter will have the biggest impact this season? So rotational player this season, who will have the biggest impact on the Ohio State season? Ron, let me know. Five-star linebacker that they refused to fucking start, C.J. Hicks. <laughs> I don't know, the most one of the most talented players on the team. I'm going to roll with him since for some reason he's not starting. Yeah. So my heart wants to go with Josh Proctor here. Because we all know I'm still on the island. But I'm going to go Tywon Malone, man. He's got a lot of hype this offseason. Transfer coming in. Um, don't believe he will start. I think he will come in behind Ty Leak. And I believe that he will have a major impact on the season. I believe that rotation is going to be lethal. I believe he has the freaky ability to get after it, get after quarterbacks, uh, run stuff at the line. So I think it will be Tywon Malone. Uh, let's see. I see King out of Jackson in the chat. So that's another one to look out for. But yeah, Tyler Malone's still going for it, especially with that defensive line. It's very hard because I feel like a lot of guys are going to make a big impact. All right. And my last question this is for Ron. We talked about this guy a lot this offseason. Some of us on this channel have him very high and want to act like he's Reggie Bush, even though he's not. But Dallin Hayden. Last guy I want to ask about, um, don't think he'll be a starter. So I think he's a real, another rotational player that we could have said. But, Ron, getting out of here, Dallin Hayden, what's the role for him this season? And is he going to get the touches he deserves? No. I think he's RB5 on this team. Damn. Five? Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, Chip, Evan Pryor, Dallin Hayden. There's your five. That's your depth chart. Uh, if there's injuries, I think he's going to play. I think he's a great back. This room is just that deep. Uh, I know that's going to upset people that we do the show with, but I don't. Like, <laughs> I don't think that he's going to be. I don't think he's going to crack that top four. I, I I just don't. Yeah, I had to push back you that. I don't think Chip is better than Dallin. I think Chip should state his ass at linebacker and try to go make some money there. Um, also, too, the Georgia game showed me who they were ready to put the ball into, whose hands they're ready to put the ball into, or whose hands they weren't. Chip barely touched the field in that game. Dallin Hayden was the featured running back. Um, so, yeah, I would go Dallin Hayden. I think, oh man, I, mean, I, I already put Evan Pryor at two. I think Dallin Hayden with a jumped offseason can really can really uh, challenge Mayan for some carries. I don't think he will overtake Mayan, but I think he will deserve some carries on his team. I don't think he's going to get the carries he deserves just because 
You know, this running back room is, is, is so deep. But I think he will play a little role this season. I don't think he'll get the carries he deserves. But I would say he's going to have some future games, especially later in the season. I feel like they're going to switch it up a little bit so running backs don't get dead legs. So I feel like Dallin will be heard from, but I don't know if he'll get quite the credit he deserves this season from the coaching staff to put the ball in his hands. And I don't know what's up with the hype on Chip, man. He was running back at Arizona State. He's not running back one, two, three, or four here. Said it then. I'll say it again. He's not Lindell White. Let's so who has, more rush, who has more yards this year, Chip or Dallin? Dallin. Easy. Thank right. you. If it's you, if at any book, sports betting book, and you see who has more yards, Chip or Dallin, put your house on it. Put an eyebrow then, on it then. I'm not putting eyebrow. All right, then the niggas ain't that confident. Put your house on. Put an eyebrow on it. You're talking about put a house on it. You won't even put an eyebrow on it. Now that it could get hurt, you don't know what's going on. All right, all right. I'm just saying, bro. It's crazy. Crazier things have happened. Put an eyebrow on it, then, if you believe it. Go to the sports book. Put your house on it. Go home. Rethink the situation. Steal the deed to your neighbor's house, and then go put that on it. That's how confident I am. Down will have more yards. Chip. You heard it here first. I mean, if you say so, if you're so confident that you'd bet your house, but not I, your eyebrows, I think your priorities on. are a little bit fucked up. But whatever you, whatever, it's your money, not mine. It's your eyebrow, not mine. <laughs> do what you want to uh, do, man. I'm gonna put Ron's house on it, and Ron will be thankful for me later. You, when you see him at a nice mansion crib, he'd be like, "Yo, how did Ron get this place?" Because because Q went over there and he put he put his house. On Dallin, and it paid off plus 1,000. He gets 10 times the house. If you if you say so, <laughs> if you say so, that's all you. You won't even be able to see his shoe rack because it's gonna be so far back at his screen because the house is so big. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, my house will be big enough that I don't need a shoe rack. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's all the questions I got. Chad, if you got any questions. Point them in, and again, I'll take this time while you're doing that to preview um, tomorrow. Phase Edge, six thirty. Don't forget that. Um, also, I see the question. Actually, I'll, I'll answer that at the end. Tomorrow, six thirty. Fans Edge. Don't forget that national show. They bring the energy. It's a lot of fun. Definitely make sure y'all check that out. Um, me and Chris Drew here at seven o'clock. You don't want to miss. I believe part one will be on Menace, but when I know, I will tweet it out because we do split them in parts and we do half on Menace and half here. But this one will be a live show at seven here. Bring your drinks. I'm, I'm deciding, hey, chat, let me know. What should I drink on Thursday? Let me know. Put it put it in the chat. What should I get? I, I'm going to need a nice wine and I might need a little shot glass. So let me let me know what I should be drinking on Thursday. Put that in there. Um, Obviously, on Saturday. Our pre-show, 10 o'clock in the morning to 11.30. Get you right for the season. Get you ready for the first game. Excited to see you that. And then Bleach Report post-Saturday. Ron, he's back there. He did a great job. So you welcome him back. He's doing that. And then on Sunday, Buckeye BS, as we always do. Everybody loves that show. So we'll be here. Yeah, I see we got 50 people in here. Make sure you guys smash that like button before we get out of here. We do have a couple questions. Uh, the first one from our guy, Charles. Do you think we can have a top three cornerback duo in the big? I do. Um, I think it'll absolutely be three, if anything. Um, I don't think that we're going to compete with. Uh, I, I don't. We don't have a Will Johnson on our roster. We don't have a Kalen King on our roster. 
that I've seen yet. I mean, maybe David Igbenosa Igbenosa takes that step this year, but as of right now, I think they're comfortably at three. Uh, I think we could probably have a top two duo this year. I think Jordan Hancock is an NFL player, as I've said before. I think he takes a big step. I think Denzel Burton is probably your worst take on this show today. (laughs) Yeah, I think Denzel. I said that take already easily, and it's terrible. Jordan Hancock is an NFL player. I bet dinner on it. So Jordan Hancock, you listening? Make sure you tune in and make sure you go ball out. I think Denzel Burke will make a jump this season. He guaranteed us he was going to make a jump personally insider information so that should happen i think as in lord davison igbenosin he's a monster i think he will play well i think he's physical i think he's going to take a bigger physical receiver out the game and just blanket him and i think we will have a top two duo my top three and then Aaliyah, y'all gonna do any prop bets before the game there is an urban legend that there will be a betting show coming to this channel. I do say urban legend <laughs> because I need to see it to make sure and tell you about it. But uh, we'll 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 find a way to get some prop bets in there and have some fun with it. We'll find a certain way to that somebody Ron's got some money to blow. Somebody right here got some money to blow on prop bets. Somebody around here is loaded. So we'll definitely do that. I'll put in notes and make sure we get some in there just for some fun. So we'll 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 do a few board game. I'll throw a little money on the game. I mean, as far as prop bets, the only prop bet that I want is Q's eyebrow for more yards versus Evan Pryor. Or, I mean, not Evan Pryor, Dallin Hayden versus Chip Trainum. So that's the only prop bet that I'm particularly interested in. If Q wants to stop acting pussy, I mean, I'll put up, I'll put up one eyebrow. You know, Ron we'll one on all, the line. Yeah, we'll each Ron one on the line. Try to get me fired at work, Ron. I- with government contractors, I can't go in there. Oh, so you're telling me the government discriminates against people without with eyebrows? Eyebrow? Yes. It'd be like, what the hell happened to you over the weekend? Oh, I bet Ron on the eyebrow that Evan Pryor was gonna go crazy. And they would have probably been like, "Why the fuck are you betting on the RB five at Ohio State? Yeah. You deserve it." They would have probably fired you for that, not the eyebrow. Like That's the exact we thought, this response. guy was a solid decision maker, and he's out here betting on fish string running backs. That's the exact response. Not what the hell are you talking about? Not that's ridiculous. No, is that I keep up with Ohio State football enough to know RB5 and going to have my own commentary on why would you bet on that? (laughs) That is the commentary I will get at work from some random guy or lady. Yeah, I mean, sounds like you're losing an eyebrow. (laughs) They watch the show, so they know. We got 46 people in here. It is 9.01. Your boy is officially one minute late for work. So I appreciate all of you guys hanging out here. Hopefully I still have a job. You know what I mean? So I can bet more than just my eyebrows going into this game and have some cash to bet. So before we get out of here, Q, let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, man. See what quit on Twitter, Flynn Johnson on Instagram. And you find me doing movies at Marley Films, both TikTok and youtube and to answer cam's question yes ohio state does cover this week wrong if you want to find me you can find me on twitter at two underscore t-e-e-s that's two t's you can find me on twitch at the same thing you can find me on tiktok at two shiesty you can find me here every morning monday through friday at 8 a.m for the buckeye rush you can find me on sundays for at 10 a.m here on the same channel for buckeye bs with our guys mike and cam and if you want to 
catch the post-game instant reaction. You can find me in the Bleacher Report app for that. So make sure that you have that app downloaded and you pull up on me for the instant reaction. And, yeah, shout out to Q's Dogs because they wanted to say that uh, Chip Trainum is better than Dallin Hayden. So I'm glad that they wanted to chime in. I don't know how many of you guys speak dog, but I heard what they said. So appreciate you guys tuning in for the Buckeye Roast, and we will see you tomorrow morning. No disrespect to the animals. Yeah.